Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday afternoon with a quick episode I think a lot of you guys can relate to. We are talking about um, how to break your processed carbohydrate addiction. And before I dig into anything at all, I, I want to say this again. I'm not vilifying uh, carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are not the enemy. Uh, carbohydrates themselves do not make you fat or overweight. Um but for some of you guys, they are the easiest things for you to overeat in abundance because they are essentially in almost everything you guys are eating short of meat, especially if you're eating things that, you know, come in a bag or a box or, you know, are kind of prepackaged. So, uh, and I know for when we do uh, nutrition protocols for people, I tend to see them easily overeating on carbohydrates more than anything else. And so I'm going to kind of walk you through a handful of ways to kind of break the addiction and understand what's really going on. So uh, before that, again, reminder, our 34 Days to Fit Challenge is starting on April the 22nd. You guys have about eight days left to register. If you want to get down with that, you can rock with me uh, in that program, as well as Alexia Clark, the Queen of Workouts, uh, Tommy Baker, Resist Average Academy, Ben Novak from Spire Health Club, and Nikki Metzger, Women's Health Next Top Trainer, all of us. Um, kind of came. I, I recruited them as my, you know, a little Avengers fitness team, and uh, we put this program together. And you rock with each one of us uh, through each week of the program. And obviously, I'm there coaching you guys every step of the way. So the link is on my Instagram, Facebook, right now, LinkedIn, wherever you guys are at. And uh, feel free to uh, register or ask me if you have any questions. But it's a great way for you guys to crush spring and head into summer. Hopefully, you know, feeling good, eating better, and having a, a nice. Uh, routine and momentum, you know, uh, rolling the right way for you guys in terms of your fitness and your training. So with that said, when we're talking about, again, I'm not vilifying carbohydrates when we talk about addiction, but I know a lot of people have an overwhelming uh, craving for carbohydrates, especially the ones that are processed, the, the shit that's not the best for us. And again, um, at the end of the day, you know, macros are macros, but the quality of carbohydrates I think you guys eat, it does matter. And we'll tell people, you know, I'm a big believer in if it fits your macros. I love that program. I love the protocol. But there's a difference over time for you guys health-wise of you know how you move and how you feel if all your carbohydrates came from, let's say, Sour Patch Kids or all your carbohydrates came from Brussels sprouts. Now, I think you, have, you need to have a nice mix in there, and there's a time and place for certain things. But I think overall, if you're eating real quality, nutrient-dense foods, you're going to be better over time. And what I find for me is this, like, I do really well um, with my eating, obviously, so I do for a living. I value my health and how I feel more than anything. And then the byproduct is I look, obviously, the way that I do. For me, I find when I get into that sugary uh, carbohydrate routine, um, it kind of it perpetuates itself. Uh, just like you can get a, a momentum block uh, rolling positively, you can do the same thing negatively. So what I mean is around, let's say, Thanksgiving time, Let's say around you know uh, same type of year, Christmas time, uh, maybe certain holidays or events, uh, my birthday. If I you know let loose a little bit and maybe dig into some things I don't normally dig into, which is fine in moderation. The problem is if I am doing something around Christmas time, maybe Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, uh, we're doing Christmas cookies and that. I wake up like the next day when I'm supposed to be back to my normal life. I'm craving that shit. It almost feeds on itself, and so we have to have you guys understand what kind of causes, you know, carbohydrate addiction. Um, and so we can fix, you know, the root cause of it, if you will. And so again, carbohydrate addiction for many of you guys uh, is both a physical and uh, like a, a physiological thing. And I think it's it's, it's, it's mental 
just as much as it is physical if you guys because it's eliciting these responses not only um, is it caused by like your hormone fluctuation but also messes with the, the pleasure centers of your brain and the neurotransmitters that are sending these positive great signals around i've talked about this before on their podcast uh, and again not to mention the emotional connection that we have to you know, if it's comfort foods, if you will, um, we have a tie into that. It, it brings us back to a certain memory, a certain time of year, a certain time of our life. And what I say is the the neurotransmitter part of it, how it, we connect with it. It's like when you eat your favorite donuts, your favorite cookies, your favorite cakes, your favorite bruschetta, whatever you're into, it elicits a positive feeling, a positive memory, a positive connection. We feel good. And I, I've said this before, like when I eat you know, my favorite donuts, it's like crack, dude. Even if I'm stuffed full of shit, I'll keep, you know, plugging them in my mouth because it tastes so good. And it's telling my brain, this is amazing. This is amazing until three hours later, I feel bloated, gross, disgusting. And I feel almost like hungover. Um, but it feeds in itself because initially when you're doing it, it lists a positive response. When you put your hand on a stove and you burn it, it elicits a negative response like, ah, that was hot. Holy shit, I burned my hand. Let's not do that again, idiot. But when we're eating pizza or french fries or our favorite potato chips and things like that, it elicits an amazing response up front. It's telling our brain this is awesome. So it's fucking with that pleasure center. And that's what's happening for most of us. And again, we're talking about treating the problem, you guys, not just the symptom. So if you're craving a ton of carbohydrates, um, I would argue with you not to substitute a ton of, uh, you know, the fake sugar and the artificial sweeteners, because I don't think that does a lot for your problem. You still have an addiction to the sugary processed carbohydrates. You've just found a different, I guess, kind of way to kind of manage around the system, which can lead you to other problems down the road. And I'm not saying, you know, for me, and again, I'm not going to vilify certain things. Like I know a lot of people, like if they ever see me, uh, you know, I might go to a restaurant once in a while, depending on if, if the restaurant is is has it crispy. And what I mean by that is in, in BJ Gadur and I will joke, you know, certain restaurants you go to, you can get like a crispy Diet Coke, right? Or a crispy, you know, Diet 7-Up or a crispy. When I was visiting him, we did a podcast and he gave me, the, he got me hooked on this Diet Squirt. Um, how refreshing and crispy it is, right? You know, because it's fresh. Um, I don't like that flat, you know, fountain pop bullshit that we had as kids. So my point is this. I'm not going to vilify like a diet soda. If I have one out at dinner and that keeps me from ordering, you know, the cheesecake or ordering the ice cream and cookies, then I consider that a win. Now, is it perfect? No. If you drink seven diet sodas a day, is that healthy? No, it's not. But if you're doing one in lieu of you usually eating, you know, three pieces of chocolate cake, I would consider that a win. If you're trading you eating three pieces of chocolate cake for 19 diet sodas a day, I don't think that's a great trade-off. You're just, you know, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, if you will. You're trading one shitty habit for another one. So I think the easiest task for you guys is to really start to eliminate or try to cut out the processed carbohydrates. And so if you want to break a real addiction, you have to start by literally phasing out some of these foods. Uh, and it might seem pretty obvious and basic to say that, but it's the reality. Um, processed foods, what they tend to do over time is quickly jack up uh, your blood sugar levels. And it sends your insulin typically through the roof. And if you guys are at a calorie surplus, uh, it's not good news for you. 
It's caused this, you know, the feel-good chemicals in your brain to release, making you guys want more and more and more and more. Hence, my donut scenario, my cookie scenario. Uh, you name the thing, you guys, I get addicted to, to stuff very, very easily. And I'll talk about my own addictions to things uh, in, in a future podcast coming up. And again, while, while some people can literally, you know, stop uh, eating negative shit and bad shit uh, by slowly cutting it back, a majority of people probably have to do it cold turkey, get over an addiction. I think the same thing goes for smoking. Some people say they can wean themselves off of it. If you guys have ever studied addiction, some people can, but more often than not, like if it's an alcoholic, oh, I have six drinks a day. I'm going to go back to four drinks and two drinks and one drink. Very, very few people drinking booze can do that, at least in my experience of what I've seen you know, in my own personal life and inner circle of people. Uh, same thing for smoking. Uh, they smoke a pack a day. I'm going to go down to you know 10 cigarettes a day, then five cigarettes, then one cigarette a day, then I'm completely done. I think most people, uh, they probably have to go cold turkey. I watched my old man do it. He smoked for, I'd have to ask him, you know, probably the better part of 35 to 40 years. And then one day he just said, fuck it. And he was done and he, he quit smoking completely, which is amazing to me because I watched it. You know, I smelled it. I lived around it my entire life. And then just one day he was done. And that was it. And I think for a lot of you guys, your carb addiction to the processed, sugary, crazy stuff is probably no different. I think removing the problem from your lifestyle is probably the best way to go. Um, and you can look at, you know, adding them in uh, later on as, you know, if you want to call it cheats or treats or something or special occasions, I think that's fine. But once you have mastered the normalcy of self-control throughout the week and through most of your weekends. And so that would be my take on it. Again, you guys can go about it any way you wish, but I do think, you know, trying to, you know, maybe going at least cold turkey on that stuff and then swapping it for healthier carbohydrates is probably the better option to go. And for a lot of you, you're going to have to be, you know, patient with this and diligent because it's not going to be super easy to do. In fact, it's really hard as with, with breaking any, you know, horrible or bad habits going to be. And the hardest part for a lot of you guys is going to be, probably the first two to three days. Those first 24 to 48 to 36 hours are probably the toughest. Um, and I can tell you this through myself. Um, it was tough to me, you know, to quit, uh, you know, drinking the way I used to drink. Um, you know, I was addicted to you know, chewing tobacco at a level many of you guys will never understand, even when I describe it in, in great detail for you. Um, it was really hard. And that first day in two days and three days is, is probably the toughest when you're used to doing something you're used to driving through starbucks at 5 a.m every day and getting your you know triple caramel uh whipped cream macchiato bullshit that's filling your body with 150 grams of sugar that's going to be tough to kick if you're used to always having donuts for breakfast or a scone here or there you're always having a certain kind of sandwich and chips and a candy bar for lunch it's going to be tough uh, probably the first week you're into it but you have to stay diligent. You have to be patient. And again, if you can make it a week, um, it's going to get easier. It, you stack up enough little wins day by day by day, you'll be able to kick the habit. And all of a sudden, you get to two weeks, three weeks in a month, and suddenly you've kind of forgotten, you know, why you craved all this shit in the first place. And a lot of it is, you know, just breaking the old habit of it and having it as a natural routine. You know, for a lot of people, and, and you, you probably see the memes out there, the little posts on Facebook, like, oh, I ate amazing. You know, my my breakfast was great, my snack was great, my lunch was great, my dinner was great, and then at nighttime, I had 17 Oreos, three pieces of cake, and a bag of chips. You know, so if it's, you know, the, the nighttime snacking and carbs people want to have, if if you guys have made that, you know, you've ate really well most of the day, and you made the, the late night becomes your biggest issue, um, it might be synced with your habits, right? So you want to have a snack or, you know, popcorn and cookies and cake when you sit down and watch TV, 
And how many times do we get in the habit of doing things and we just fucking do them for a really long time for no reason? Because what's happening for many of you is your your brain creates these new, I guess, kind of you know neural pathways, if you will, uh, in response to your lifestyles and your habits. So the first thing you do when you wake up, boom. That's the habit. What you do right after lunch, boom, that's the habit. You come home, you're cooking dinner, you have three glasses of wine, boom, that's a habit. You're done for the night, you're going to relax, oh, you're going to have something sweet with your wine or have some popcorn with this, boom, that becomes your habit. Your brain has connected these, the activity and the task with the food and the drink, if that's making sense to everybody. So think your brain is connecting these two or three things together. And given enough time and persistence, you guys can change that. You can break the habit, break the cycle, and you can create a new pathway in your brain to connect with new habits and new lifestyle choices. And so probably the easiest example I could give you guys is mine. I I did it with trail mix for a short time in my life where we would go and I would eat perfect the entire day and it would get to the end of the night and I'd eat my dinner and then it would be like I'd dig into this, this trail mix, like this Trader Joe's made this like crack trail mix. It was like... Cashews, dried pineapples, cranberries, and I want to say maybe almonds. And if you guys know how ridiculously packed with sugar dry fruit is, because A, it takes up very little volume of space, uh, but it still has all the sugar of legit fruit. And I would crush a whole bag of that, and I'd look over and I'd do the macros. I'm like, that was 1,800 calories and 150 grams of sugar. So I could have ate perfect for the whole day, but because my nighttime routine became crushing this trail mix, I wake up one day and I'm 200 and you know, 37 pounds before I know it. And I'm like, I'm in my quote unquote bulking phase, right? Uh, But my face is, you know, I have that round moon face and I'm just like, I'm a little bit waterier and softer and not quite as uh, fit as I once was just because of, of sinking a habit of doing that probably two, three, four times a week, every single week. It's the same thing where I used to sink with, uh, you know, I was addicted to chewing tobacco for, for many, many years. And I would eat, you know, every, after it got to the point of where after every time I ate, I would chew. So I'd have like, you'd have like a big meal and you put a dip in. That's what I would do. So if I'm eating two or three times a day, I'm, I'm having a dip two or three times a day every day. Then I got in the habit when I was studying in college, every time I would study, it would help me study, right? So I'd put a chewing in and study for three hours. So you have a chewing every single time. Then when you're done with studying, you eat, you eat the food, you have the chew again. You see how this habit is coming into play, you guys. So a lot of you are doing that with your food and drink every single day. So that's where we are with the habits and how our brain is connecting these tasks. Our goal is to break that pattern and break that cycle and just either a switching it out with another healthy routine and pattern or finding ourselves when we're doing it and stopping it and doing something different in lieu of it. I think the other thing for many of you guys is to, if you are overweight and you're struggling, what we find is people who eat a higher protein, higher fat diet, lower carbohydrate diet tend to do better on average. Now again, This is not meant for me to vilify carbohydrates. They do have a place. They are important. uh, But I think a lot of you guys can overeat on them rather easily. So for me, I tell people, use your carbohydrates as fuel because that's what they're meant to do. And using them around your workouts, whether it's pre-workout, post-workout, or, you know, evenly dispersing them throughout the days and tracking macros is probably the key. Um, If you guys eat a super high carbohydrate diet, your body will... Um, kind of, you know, upregulate the enzymes necessary um, for your carbohydrates to be metabolized. Um, your body starts to become very dependent on the glucose and the carbs for fuel. So that's why people who do keto or carnivore diet, um, they become kind of this, I guess, fat adapted, if you will, because their body is devoid of carbohydrates and they're typically running off of fat and obviously the proteins to, to build muscle. So 
what happens is your carbohydrates you know become quickly metabolized for energy uh, in just a few hours so meaning your body is going to tell you it needs to eat more carbs when the time comes and so it's like that's why I say around Christmas or Thanksgiving time when I eat you know 40 sugar cookies I'm feeding 40 sugar cookies but I'm feeding them faster and I'm hungrier more often than I typically am so if you guys are eating in excess of probably you know it depends on what you guys want to do macro wise what your breakdown is I'm not going to prescribe it for you everybody has something that works for them i know people who eat 300 carbs a day and they're great um i don't know many of them but there are some of those people out there i think if you guys are eating in excess of probably 45 to 50 55 60 uh you know percent of carbohydrates are making up your day and you're not ridiculously highly active I think you'd be best to lower your carbohydrate intake. So if you guys are working a normal desk job and you're working on a couple times a week, but it's not crazy, crazy intense, you're not lifting ridiculously heavy loads, I don't think you need to be eating 45 to 60% carbohydrates making up your macros in your diet. I don't believe that. Uh, I think you guys would be more efficient by lowering the carbohydrates and, and doing a higher protein, higher fat diet, and your body becomes you know more efficient at using fat for fuel. So if you can lower your body's you know, resilience to the carbohydrates, I think uh, your body will look, move, and feel better over time. And again, first week or so is going to be tough for you guys, uh, but you can get through it. The other thing I think increasing your insulin sensitivity is, is crucial for many of you. So I think successful weight loss for a lot of people is, in improved health comes from your insulin sensitivity. And just a quick recap, we've talked about this on the fasting podcast and a handful of other ones. Um, insulin resistance in simple, stupid terms, means your body is resistant to the effects of insulin. Uh, in essence, requiring more of it to store the glucose in your blood. So what you can do to improve your insulin sensitivity is simply cutting out the processed sugary shit you guys are eating from your diet um, and adding in a resistance exercise, meaning adding in some form of strength training, pushing a sled, uh, weighted step-ups, weighted lunges, squat, goblet squatting, but doing heavy pushes and pulls, all the basic stuff we always talk about. The reduced insulin levels will help you know the, the brain kind of control the cravings. And so, again, controlling that, taking them out, whether it's cold turkey or if you guys can do it slowly over time, is going to make your body crave it less and less and less. Now, all of this stuff takes practice. None of it's going to happen overnight. It's going to be tough. It's going to be difficult. But you have to be willing to fight through that first you know, week, two weeks, three weeks of anything. And again, anything I've done in life, you guys, I've struggled with, I've failed at, I've sucked shit at. I, it's only as I've practiced over time I have gotten better. It was the same thing for me. And I, this is not a, a brag right now or anything. I've been here since 4.45 this morning. It is 3.35 right now. I have not had a bite of food. I'm starting to get hungry. But I still have to squeeze my workout in. I have stuff to do. And that only comes from me with practice. I remember the first time I started intermittent fasting, I was probably hungry within two hours. And I'm like, oh my God, I'll never make it. I'm going to bite my hand off. And then slowly over time, you train the body to do what you want it to do. And you start to, your body starts to learn itself and you start to become mentally strong. And the, those mental wins become physical wins. And you do those two things together, you guys end up being successful over time. The other note I'll make here with you guys um, don't just eat for pleasure and don't just eat for happiness. Now, I'm not telling you only to eat for fuel and your body is a car and it runs off the gas you put in it. I, we get all that shit. Go have you know chips and salsa with your friends and drink margaritas when you want to. That's fun. I get it. Please do it when it fits your macros and your goals and your lifestyle. Don't do it four times a week. 
If you want to go to a baseball game with your homies and drink six beers because the Twins are playing, I get it. Go do that. It's fun. I do it when I see my best friend. If I can do it once a year, although the Twins aren't playing this year when I go home, which sucks. But uh, my point is, is that those things have their time in place, but don't just eat for pleasure every second of the day. Um, have you ever asked yourself, you know, why you want to eat the things you eat? Why do you want to drink the things you drink? Is it because you're happy? Is it because you're celebrating? Is it because you're sad? You're depressed? You're going through some shit? Um, again, it's no secret that processed food and drink and booze are comfort foods that make us feel better initially. Um, but again, if you're going to break the addiction to uh, processed sugary carbohydrates and, and things that are really dragging you guys down, you're going to have to find other ways to be happy and find other things to replace that. So if your go-to is, I had a shitty day, I'm going to go through fast food drive through I had a shitty day, I'm going to have three glasses of wine. If I had a shitty day, I'm going to you know, stuff my face full of chocolate. You have to replace that pattern and habits. Um, with whether that's exercise or that's a healthier choice, whether if your thing was chocolate, now it becomes apples. I don't know what it is for you, but you're going to have to swap it out and make a better choice and a better call. And if you can replace it with some form of physical activity or something that is different than just going to food as the comfort, you guys will win. Uh, but if you can't do that, you're going to really, really struggle. And again, you're going to lose a couple of the battles. It's fine. But going to food and drink for comfort we rarely make great choices. I've never heard anybody say, I man, I had a really shitty day at work. I went home and I crushed a bunch of asparagus. Really doesn't happen. Oh, man, I had a terrible argument with my husband, so I'm going to go pick up some Brussels sprouts to feel better. People don't really do that. So if you're a person who is going to comfort food and drink and shit like that, you're going to have to learn to break that cycle and break that parent habit and replace it with something else, whether that be mobility, yoga, stretching, going for a walk. I don't know what you guys can swap in there, but you have to identify why you're doing it. So again, why am I picking these foods? Why am I choosing them? And make the better call moving forward. And again, I'll say this too. I talk about have a cheat meal, have a treat meal, enjoy those things, but plan them out. I think that means you guys, you know, doing something maybe once a week. Uh, But again, over time, I think you're going to make better choices and you're going to understand is the juice worth the squeeze and all the things I was doing. So what it is, I tell you guys, having a really well planned out, you know, cheat meal or treat meal can have a positive effect on your addiction to carbohydrates and shitty eating. And for a lot of people, um, it, it can cause a negative effect and it cause you to spiral down and get back into your old shitty habits. So know what kind of person you are and you might have to play with it. It might cause you, you know, winning one week, losing one week, but it's important to be completely honest with yourself and ask yourself, are you able to handle, you know, a cheat meal and a treat meal on occasion? Now I, personally am at this point. I feel confident. I make way better choices even when I do eat things that aren't perfect because I don't want to feel like shit. But it took me a long time to get here, you guys. I would get in the habit of, oh, I'm going to have a cheat meal. And it would become like eating two pizzas and a whole pint of ice cream. And then I felt like a bag of shit. And then I'd want to do the same thing again the next day. And so again, know who you are. That means you guys being able to, you know, eat your, the shit you want in maybe a 60-minute window on a Saturday night and then jump back right into your normal healthy routine on Sunday. And knowing you can still eat you know, carbohydrates when you want to, um, healthy ones and shitty ones, but being able to jump in and out of it because you own the pattern, you own the ritual, and you're not doing it because you fucked up. You're doing it because you planned it and you feel like it was something you earned or something you wanted to do and you enjoyed it. You knew it was you were at a deficit all week. You went into a surplus one day and then back right onto the train. So again, knowing your personality type, knowing who you are, if you're an all or nothing person, if you're an if it fits your macros person, 
know who you are and what you can handle. And if you know doing something is going to maybe snowball and spiral you into making bad shitty habits, then stay away from it and uh, make a better food choice if possible. And then the last one, I think for you guys to really be successful in this, you have to understand what your macros are. You have to know if your goal is muscle gain or fat loss. You have to know what the disbursement of proteins, carbs, and fats are. I think you have to plan out your meals and prep where you're going to go. If you're going to go to a restaurant with coworkers and friends and family, I think you have to understand how many meals you're going to eat per day on average, not saying that that can't change your shift, but having at least a mental outline of it and sticking to it and understanding what your overall nutritional goals and needs are. So if you don't give your body enough essential you know, micronutrients, and I'm talking vitamins and minerals, um, it's going to send signals to your brain and you to continue eating and searching for the things that it is missing. Many people will say that they're craving you know, carbohydrates or I just need carbs today. And I, I hear that all the fucking time. And I'm not saying they're wrong. Now, if my young dude in here, Jacob, he's uh, you know, training to do a show, he's going to get on stage. He's weighing about as much as most eighth graders are right now. He's about 150 some pounds. When he comes in here and says he's craving carbohydrates and he has no energy, I fucking believe him because the kid's diligent as hell. He's sticking to the routine. He's on it. He's at a deficit. He's you know, exercising like crazy and he's eating way less than as obviously coming out. So if he says it, I believe it. If the lady who comes in here and is 115 pounds overweight says it, I probably think she's full of shit. I think in reality, her body's craving nutrients, the real shit that she needs, not just carbohydrates, but she's getting the two confused. Just like I think a lot of times people get being dehydrated confused with being hungry. When you're faced with food choices, um, you have to do the one that's going to bring you the biggest gains down the road, not initially up front, not what's going to make you feel good today, what's going to make you feel good tomorrow, two days from now, two weeks from now, two months from now. That's why I take, and again, I'm not trying to sell it to you guys, that's why I take athletic greens every day. I know today I'm only going to eat one meal, and I don't have time to eat 12 serving of vegetables because I don't want to be so bloated. I just literally, you know, blow my wife out of bed because I'm farting all night long. So I'm going to take my athletic greens like I always do. I might even take two packs today. So I'm getting enough micronutrients. I need those vitamins. I need those minerals to cure the cravings so I can do what I'm supposed to do. If you guys don't eat, you know, for example, like if you don't get enough essential fats, like enough omegas in your life, your body is going to tell you to eat until you do essentially. If you don't get enough protein in your diet, like enough quality, like not, I'm not talking like, oh, I ate a couple soybeans here and I had two scoops of peanut butter. No, like I'm talking like legit complete protein. Your body will tell you to eat until you get enough quality protein. So again, to get in all your required, you know, the, the vitamins, the minerals, the essential fats and proteins, you have to be very diligent. You have to kind of plan out your day. And I guarantee you guys, if you do that, if every day you're eating enough, you know, quality, legit protein, enough quality, legit fats, and you're getting enough micronutrients, whether that be through all the vitamins and minerals you take, or that is like an athletic greens, that will reduce your craving for carbohydrates and it will help you normalize and have it, you know, a more stable feeling every single day where you're not going to have the crashes and the ups and lows and, and the highs uh, that a lot of people do have when they're you know eating a bunch of processed shit. But those would be my biggest things for you guys. That's kind of the, the takeaways of how to do it. I know for a lot of people when they come in here, I would say if I had to be on average, nine out of 10 people who come in here who are overweight and struggling, they have an overeating problem. I don't want to say it's just a carbohydrate problem, but when we have them dig into my fitness pal and track it and they get into like our 47 day or 34 days to fit or whatever, you know, a fasting program, whatever they're into, when we strip it down on average, nine out of 10 people, and I'm generalizing here, 
the protein is a little bit too low. The fats can be sometimes low, sometimes high, but the carbohydrates nine out of 10 times are completely off the charts of what we would suggest and recommend. And people saying like, I don't even eat carbohydrates. And we pull up their MyFitnessPal and they're eating on average 265 carbs a day. And not that that's bad, but when you're a hundred and 40 pound woman who's working out uh, two or three times a week, like kind of half ass. Yeah, that's probably too many carbs for you to burn off, especially when your fats can be, you know, in the 100 range some days. Some days they're down to 60 grams and they're eating 44 grams of protein. So when you look at it, they're at a calorie surplus. And the biggest surplus of that is they're eating, you know, 64% of their calories are coming from carbohydrates every single day, and they wonder why they're literally craving them every three hours. That tends to be the case. So again, I'm not trying to vilify carbohydrates, you guys. I eat them. I don't have a problem with them. I love them just like you do. I love bananas. I love apples. I don't eat them as much as I want to because I'm a fat ass deep down. I'm an overeater, so I would eat four bananas in a day easily and then slap, you know, eight tablespoons of peanut butter all over them. Same thing with apples. So I pick and choose my spots. I do the ones that are better. I typically go with oatmeal, put some chia seeds in there with some almond milk and cinnamon, mix it up. Boom. It's money. I love it. Um, I try to do the healthier ones because I know uh, my personality type, like I talked about earlier, I know I'm an all or nothing person. And if I eat, if I start eating apples and peanut butter one day, it's only going to snowball to me doing it two, three times a day. And then all of a sudden that, you know, couple tablespoons of peanut butter turns into a whole jar of peanut butter and then I'm eating three or four apples mixed in with my other stuff and now I'm at a calorie surplus and before you know it I'm 229 pounds pushing 230 pushing 235 and there you go so knowing your personality type is key making sure your body gets enough you know overall nutrients and then just understanding why we're eating and why we're making the choices we're making and having having an understanding of our goals what are our macros what are we trying to accomplish what are we trying to do and do we really understand what's going in what's coming out and why we're making the choices we're making so if you guys have an addiction to carbohydrates and that is the thing that's dragging you down this would be the easiest way to hopefully kind of kick that habit and replace it with something else so you guys can actually reach your fat loss goals and all the fitness goals that you have for that matter so again one last time for the record, I am not trying to vilify carbohydrates. They are good for you. They can help you. But I do think for many people, it is their Achilles heel. They do eat them in abundance, and that is the thing that is dragging them down. That and alcohol are probably the two biggest things I see people struggle with here um, in person and on the internet that's uh, you know hindering them. Very few people I've ever met um, are overweight because they're eating too much protein. Very few people I ever eat, meet are overweight because they're eating too many Brussels sprouts. Uh, it's just a reality of it. So I'm not saying it can't happen. Um, and I've never really met anybody, honestly, for that matter, who's overweight because they're just eating fruit. Usually if fruit's in there, there's a bunch of other things that are significantly way worse and even more carbohydrate dense that are dragging them down. The fruit just happens to be part of the mix, but I would never tell anybody, you know, never eat fruit. It's going to kill you. I don't think that's the case. I've never met anybody who's like, hey, I'm overweight because of carrots. I'm overweight because of kiwis. I haven't seen it yet. Not saying it can happen, uh, but that's really not. It's usually the bag, the box, the processed shit mixed with alcohol. That is people's biggest issue. So hopefully this helps you guys. If you're dealing with some carbohydrate addiction or you're doing some things that are maybe, you know, bad habits, whether that be, you know, late night eating, stress eating or anything else. Hopefully this shed a little bit of light for you guys there. Anything else you guys want to hear in the podcast, shoot me a DM, send me a message. I'm happy to record. I think I have my wife coming on tomorrow or sometime next week with a request from you guys. But again, if you want to hear something, simply just ask. And so if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop us a five-star. 
leave a comment, leave a review. I truly would appreciate it. It helps us more than you know because there's literally thousands of you guys listening to this and not nearly as many of you guys are subscribed or dropping reviews and comments. And it does help me a lot, and I do thank you for it. So if I have provided any value for you guys whatsoever, uh, please do that for me. And then obviously share it with a friend or family member who maybe needs to hear this. Uh, it can help shed some light on them on their eating habits and help them be more successful because that's what I'm trying to do, you guys. I'm not doing this to hear myself talk. I'm doing this to help you guys you know, just be better and, and see if you're doing some of the things that I used to do that fucked my life up that hopefully I can unfuck yours uh, in a really healthy, you know, more time efficient way. So until next time, you guys, oh, and if, you're, if you guys are on YouTube right now, enjoy, subscribe to the channel, drop me a comment, love to connect with you guys over there as well. We're putting 90, 95% of the podcasts are now all, all on our Jeremy Scott Fitness YouTube page. I think we have about almost 800 videos over there um, as well. So if you guys want to connect with us there and watch me ramble on the mic, I'm over there talking about this as well. So Until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.